Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange, a podcast brought to you by Comic Pop. Catch the show live on youtube.com slash comic pop every Friday. This particular episode is brought to you by the live comic pop appearance at the Kubert Art School in Dover, New Jersey. Meet the gang from youtube.com slash comic pop, watch them perform live, and get some exclusive merch. Saturday, March 26th. And while you're there, visit Dewey's Comic City, a comic book store located directly inside the Joe Kubert School of Art. The show starts at 2 p.m. Saturday, March 26th, and admission is free. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal, and I'm joined today by not only Cape Joel, but also the Ashley Victoria Robinson. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Double the American and double the Canadian, because now I'm a dual yeah. citizen. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got the best of both worlds, baby. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, we've talked about the Batman uh, on this channel before. You've probably seen it. If you haven't, ladies and gentlemen, go see the Batman and save this to your watch later list because there's going to be spoilers galore because we're pitching sequels to mm -hmm. the Batman. And uh, we all have some some dynamite ideas. Uh, we're all going to go in kind of a fun sequence where Ash is going to kick things off, then Joel's going to go, and then I'll go. Uh, but uh, we all have different ideas. We haven't shared any of them, so there's no preparation for this show. I'm very excited about it. Uh, but before we do, uh, Ashley has a Kickstarter out that has already been fully funded. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and so what I thought you'd do is uh, tell us a little bit about what it is and uh, and why people should check it out, which is in the description below this video. And then we'll segue into your idea for how we can continue the Batman saga. So I will tease that there are very similar themes that run through my book because a huge influence of mine is Chuck Dixon's era of the Bat family where he was in charge of all the sidekicks. I love sidekicks and legacy characters. Uh, every time I come on the show, I feel like we're talking about some Bat family sidekick. So spoilers sure. for my Batman story. But if you go to auroraandtheeagle.com or the handy link in the description below, that is my original Canadian superhero. Her name is Aurora Borealis. It might shock you to learn that she has the power of the Northern Lights. Oh, and cool. she, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really neat. She's Canada's national superhero. And then she gets recruited to the Unity League, which is my global justice league made up of superheroes representing a bunch of different countries. And to train and become the best of the best, like myself, she has to immigrate to the United States to work <laughs> with the Eagle. Oh. And I ran this originally in 2019 to pay for my American citizenship application. I remember this. Yes, you do, because I think that was the first time I was on your show. Yes, yes, you were. <laughs> and uh, now that that has passed and I've completed my journey, I'm able to go back and revisit Aurora. So I'm calling this issue number one remix because it is the original 20 pages plus 28 new pages. So it's a 48 page prestige issue. It's the first total arc of Aurora's story. When I first had this idea, when I first moved to the U.S., I always knew that around page 50, which is really close to page 48, <laughs> there, <laughs> there was going to be a twist about the eagle that was going to allow Aurora to make this kind of Robin to Nightwing transition where she stops being the sidekick and she gets to step up and be a hero. And now I'm finally going to do that. We have printed issues and we are less than $140 away from our first stretch goal which would be fully colored pages because yes it does cost differently to print in color yeah. versus in black and white and it's if nothing else happens because this is a pre-order now i hope we get to do the stretch goals because they're the things that i'm most proud of and i have two amazing covers one is by if you're in the voltron fandom you know her l strikes art on instagram mm. the superstar and then my cover b is by prince of kickstarter white ash's own connor hughes so if you would go check it out and support <coughs> it in any of its forms I would be so very, very grateful. AuroraandtheEagle.com. I also have script reviews available. I'm a former head editor from Top Cow and nice. Kickstarter consultations because this is my sixth successful crowdfunding campaign. So Hell if yeah. you want to bring your comic to life, let me help you. <laughs> that is a genuine goal and it's a genuine uh, reward, ladies and gentlemen. So take her up on that offer because it's really, really uh, valuable. And I know there are a lot of aspiring comic people mm -hmm. out there who might want to check that out and would enjoy your project. Uh, so thank you very much for sharing that with us. Uh, 
and uh, good luck to you on your stretch goals. We're very excited about where where it's going from here. There's only uh, 20 days left. Will we ever reach them? How will we do it? <laughs> 20 days? But listen, 20 I, days goes no, by like that now, you know? Mm. like I'm no Brandon Sanderson, though, but <laughs> I think we can squeak across. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's 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 sell some Batman movies, huh? Like, how can we uh, how can we build from there? So, ladies and gentlemen, this is presupposing the idea that the Batman by Matt Reeves Starring Robert Pattinson, everyone is still there. There's no contract disputes. There's no weird <laughs> casting problems. Uh, if you have a casting idea, feel free. But otherwise, we're just going to be pitching what the story will be or should be for the sequel to The Batman. Ashley, uh, you have more of a time crunch than the rest of us, so please <laughs> let us know what you think about how we can continue the story of The Batman. So I haven't seen The Batman, but I know everything that happens in it. Okay. Uh, well, there you I know go. the after That's credit hard. scenes. Uh, I know what the Riddler's plan is and whether or not it's successful. So I feel <laughs> I feel fairly confident in my pitch, but I also feel confident that it'll never happen. So I'm just going to go completely, Sweet. completely wild. So we know that we have the Batgirl movie coming out and that that exists in a different universe, right? Because we've seen Michael Keaton on set. All those pictures are floating around. We also know that we have a Flash movie coming out that's dealing with Flashpoint. So we're yeah. cracking open the universe in a really interesting way. My favorite superhero is Robin. You guys know this. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably know this. So my pitch is let's bring over Batgirl from the HBO movie mm. and then let's do sort of an Elseworlds or like an alt universe where we get all of the legacy characters, but maybe they're the same age as Robert Pattinson's 30-year-old Batman. Oh. So it's more like a team of equals. So I would bring over Batgirl. I would bring the actor I have always said to play Nightwing, Matt Bomer, because he's already ah. on contract. He mm -hmm. works on Doom Patrol. And he's and great. I, and he's great. <laughs> like, uh, Doom Patrol, first of all, if you're not watching Doom Patrol, like, what are you doing with your life? And his character Amazing. in the first season, I was like, why am I, why is my face wet? Why am I He crying? sings, he dances, he emotes. <laughs> he will destroy you emotionally uh, and, and does incredible, incredible voiceover work. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel bad sometimes for the guys who are just, like, there to be in the suits, but... Hey, there are worse gigs. So I would have him come in <laughs> as like an elder statesman kind of Nightwing character. And then if I really, really wanted to push my boundaries, I would consider bringing in either like maybe a Kate Kane or uh, Helena. Maybe we could bring Helena over from Birds of Prey because the DC multiverse, everybody, everything happens, right? Everything is now canonized. So I would have Bruce and Selena uh reunited moving forward building kind of a batman inc team with these mm. alternate universe people that way you only have to sign all the new folks for one movie which is way easier than trying to get people to come for like six movies eight movies ten movies like how how long marvel tries to shore people up for totally and i would use that as the springboard to set up batman inc whatever the future of the wayne foundation is um because maybe bruce wayne will show up for more than 10 minutes in this one <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that I, I figured that any sequel they do would probably have to focus a bit more on the bruce wayne wayne enterprises side of thing because it's the one nut they didn't crack in this first one yeah and it's interesting because it would give you fertile ground to build out your Bat family as well. Like we could have our Lucius Foxes or or Luke or whoever we wanted, like from the R&D side of things. We could introduce Carrie Kelly like they had teased they were going to do in like BVS as one of the scientists if we wanted to. Like we want to go that deep with your Easter eggs. Yeah. At the end of the movie, when everybody gets sent home from whatever the tragedy is my my first pitch bitch piss is always something like no man's land which we kind of hinted at here mm, yep and then that way you can also have your slurry of like 185 batman villains which we've had to do <laughs> since batman returns uh-huh so once everybody goes home then either my stinger scene or my post-credit scene is the phone call or the reveal of an in-universe Talia al Ghul Ooh. and a baby Damien, because let's be very Aww. honest, moving forward, I hate Damien Wayne. <laughs> We're gonna, our best chance at a live action Robin is the biological son of Batman. So that's mm. my, starting from the Robin standpoint, that's my sort of rough pitch for what I think a Batman, the Batman sequel could be. And I think you could still tell that in the sort of a uh, dark and gritty post Frank Miller style. Mm that the Batman seems to be giving us, but also give me all the joy of the Batman family that I've been longing for in live action for so long. Yeah, and kind of like a, <clears throat> like no way homing Batman, but uh. like, cause yeah, cause the, the Holland universe is kind of like its own, 
you know, like brand new fertile ground that has its own grounding and its own footing. And then they went, ah, throw everything, throw the kitchen sink at this movie. Yeah, and and everyone loved it. Like and no one was like, oh, too many, too many Spider-Men. No, no, no. No, in this one, especially because you hear a lot of clamoring for uh, Bat Family. Like Definitely. now more than ever, people's favorite Bat character is no longer Batman or mm. Alfred. It's one of the Robins. And it's not usually like the first Robin. It's like there's so many Red Hood advocates and so many, <laughs> yeah. you know, so many cast Cassandra Kane fans out of nowhere. You know, there's so many different characters that uh, in encompass the Bat family that people want to see represented that Warner Brothers seems to be all but terrified of introducing, <laughs> at least in some mainline continuity. Like they go, well, we'll make a Robin. They'll, they'll sooner make a Robin movie mm. than a movie with Batman and Robin in the movie. Which is so weird. That's what Titans is. And, right. and one of the things that I love about Titans is that it's just Nightwing and his amazing friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you and know... That kid kid who plays jason todd his intro in titans is like one of my favorite things i've ever seen on tv <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, that's right yeah dc is very like comfortable with doing with with introducing those characters and just going like give them their own platform um so that's that that's fun i like that idea of just they're cracking up the sky they're afraid of the multiverse too and and crisis on infinite earth is such an important thing in in not only dc comics not only comic books but in genre storytelling yeah so i'd be like just embrace it like Marvel's already doing it. Right. So. Yeah. Your, uh, your idea too is also loaded with spinoff potential. And despite, you know, what Matt Reeves might've been saying like, Oh, the Batman is its own thing. I'm like that. Then why are you already getting ready for a penguin spinoff show? Why were you going to do the Gotham cop spinoff show mm. that apparently is going to be an Arkham spinoff show now. And you cannot tell me that you do not plan to spin Catwoman off to something <laughs> with how much people love Catwoman and how you send her off to Bloodhaven for <laughs> what can only be future adventures. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, no, the the Batman, which, yeah, as Matt Reeves suggested, is a self-contained, like maybe a one-off even. As it is. Has, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's become a Russian nesting doll of franchise potential. I think oh, what he, he probably means by that is he wasn't signed to right. do any kind of crossover. So within his contract and the way he pitched it. Right. It probably you, is singular, but we yeah. you nailed it. I mean, living in a, even I'm not even going to give the MCU credit for this, but living in a post Star Wars world. Mm. Yeah. Are we truly not looking for all crossover, even video game potential at this oh, point? Yeah. That's true. That's true. God yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when the hell is that day? game coming out? <laughs> this uh, December, October 25th, just in time for Halloween. Oh, it all finally right. got a date. I know they pushed yeah. it back. Finally. They finally got a date. Good. Yeah, then they push back all the movies in a breath later. <laughs> yes. Oh, right, seriously. Well, at least we're getting Gotham Knights, and then about a week later, we can watch Hocus Pocus 2. Hey. <laughs> Taylor made for me and me alone. <laughs> I can't believe it. By the way, are you guys, uh, is, is anybody watching Taylor, uh, Ted Lasso? Oh, of course. No. Okay. Of course I'm watching Ted Lasso. Okay, well, I'm all into it. I'm, I'm watching, watching 1883 Ted Lasso. right now, trying oh, to cool. get all of the grumpy westerns. <laughs> How is it? Is it good? It's very, very good. If you like Yellowstone, you will love Yellowstone, but in ancienter times. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll check it out. That uh, uh, succession of, or I was going to say uh, Yellowstone, that's succession with cowboy hats. Yeah. 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 Very that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the boss in Ted Lasso is going to be in Hocus Pocus too. And I was Ooh. like, oh, really? Because she can sing and she's dance. She's really good. Yeah. And she's great. She's the villain. I don't know. I mean, I would assume the Sanderson sisters are the villains, but apparently not. I don't know. I don't know anything about that movie outside of that. I was like, I was combing IMDb going like, is Thackeray Binks coming back? You got to bring back him. Right? Wait. You got to bring back Thackeray Binks. One, one last Hocus Pocus thought. Can we all come back and talk about Hocus Pocus 2? Yeah. yeah. It comes out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's just, yeah, we'll do, we'll come back. We'll do Hocus Pocus 2. Well, we it's going to be a big that. hit. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, people are going to be excited about it. <laughs> anyway. So uh, Joel, you have a, you might have a slightly different pitch. I'm excited to hear it. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. What do you got? What is your, right. bat, the Batman? So, uh, so hilariously, uh, we were going to do a different episode. We were going to do sequels to our original Batman movie pitches. I yes. did one called Batman Gates of Gotham, which a lot of people really seem to enjoy and still talk to me about. Shockingly, that movie had a lot of similarities to the Batman. So I was able <laughs> to basically recycle my entire sequel pitch <laughs> with only having to change a couple things. Uh, so my bet, I mean, I, I guess we got to start with the title. The first one was just called The Batman. Yeah. What do you call the sequel? I mean, I guess Batman No Man's Land, judging by that end. It's a good title, good, strong, evocative title. Yeah. Uh, 
I would want to keep that idea that this new movie did, and that is we get a whole Batman action scene that is unrelated to the rest of the movie. Uh, half of Gotham is underwater. I want to set like a really creepy scene in like a dilapidated library where we see, hey, I mentioned Succession before, Kieran Culkin as the Mad Hatter who's been kidnapping Ooh. blonde women because, you know, the police are so busy trying to keep order. There's a whole, you know, new generation of supervillains who are being born. We get a great action scene with Batman fighting this guy in a creepy dilapidated library and like, oh yeah. man, you know, the city is going crazier, man. I just, I just can't handle it. Uh, another thing I noticed about the patents in Batman, he's tough, he's strong. He's not really agile or like that athletic, is he? He flies once or twice. He makes use of a lot of gadgets. I would like Batman to think, man, you know, I need I need to up my game. You know, part of being Batman is I need to keep training. I need to keep learning new skills. I, I got to be more agile. I need to be an acrobat. Hey, when the flood happened, when Riddler's bombs went off, wasn't wasn't the Flying Graysons in town, weren't they? They, they could probably <laughs> teach me a thing or two, right? smash cut over to a kid in a red hoodie who's wandering the streets he's been separated from his parents uh because yes i am also wanting to do rob and ashley for my i think it's the only world they've yet to conquer for batman and i think you could do a really interesting take on it i want to do like post-apocalyptic rob and he lost his parents in the flood we don't know if they're dead yet he just lost them and now he's roaming the streets looking for them getting into fights with like the halloween gang and everything and when batman finds the kid he's like well this kid's pretty freaking awesome will, will you teach me parkour and will, you, <laughs> and, and will we replace the families that we lost and of course by the end you find out that his parents did survive but they were killed by zuko anyway they were killed by zuko and his new enforcer killer croc who oh. rides who rides the line between being a metahuman and also just being a strong dude with bad skin who filed his teeth down and in a flooded city killer croc is actually king because he could make it around quite easily <laughs> he's quite aquatic and batman being like wow you know the city's really changing what do i do to fight these monsters and the main theme we come back to is what the theme of the end of the movie was and that is that batman can be more than a tool for vengeance he can be a tool to inspire and batman being like wow i really inspired this dick grayson kid didn't i i want to keep doing this i want to do more than just scare criminals i want to inspire children basically mm. and that's the whole thrust of my movie okay all right i like that that's fun introduce robin call it now the robin the robin <laughs> that's yeah, a good the one Batman and the robin i had another work batman duo because it's a sequel and there's two and i'd pl play with the idea too like you know mentorship and partnership would be a theme mm -hmm. zuko's really mean to killer croc in their batman robin relationship robin and batman learn to respect and you know eventually even love each other as father <laughs> and son so it's a uh, whole big thing you okay. could also have like a b plot with selena like returning and yeah. then whether how that sort of duo is going to play out as well so if it's I all like, like pairs of themes that's Absolutely. really smart yeah 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 oh that's interesting because you know robin gets a little jealous or maybe she gets a little jealous where it's like oh you've replaced me in the time i've been gone kind well, of you kind could... of like in hush when she, i'm so sorry when exactly uh, what that is. catwoman's in the back cave and then tim's like what are you even doing why yeah, is exactly. she allowed to be here yeah, <laughs> there that's you exactly go. what i was thinking i was like oh my god people are already drawing parallels between the Batman and Hush go the full nine and be like, no, we're using that sequence. We're like, Catwoman's back. Like in Hush, she's just like, I'm here and we're together now. And Batman's yeah. like, okay, I'm Bruce Wayne. Like it, there's, <laughs> there's no time wasted in Hush. And you could use elements from Hush in that where it's like, I'm back because I like you. Let's mm. do this. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so into that because I don't <laughs> think I've ever kissed a girl. Like I'm so down. <laughs> And uh, he just tells her who he is. And Robin's all, like, he's already like, I need a family. I need to build bridges. I'm having, yeah. I got this kid. I'm working things out. And then she shows up, complicates the whole thing. And he's like, oh, but I really need to get laid. So like, hey, <laughs> completely changed the whole dynamic. But it also creates tumult where it's like, no, Zuko and Waylon have a really like, have a, have a abusive relationship mm -hmm. yeah. and batman has a complicated relationship that requires mm. like discussion and like compromise like showcasing like that relationships don't have to be complicated to be bad or whatever yeah. you know that's nice and, and then batman at the end we go betterhelp.com slash batman duo <laughs> <laughs> batman duo love it mm. yeah also too you know with having croc and zuko kind of play off each other and be a duo of villains you could also do that long halloween thing where you have this traditional gangster 
very upset about how the city is turning. It's like, ah, to get taken seriously anymore, you gotta be a penguin or wear a big hat or be this ugly lug with yes. bad skin. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I love the idea of Zuko being like, I want to make inroads in the Gotham City crime syndicate, but I know that like that way of doing things is over, mm. but I also will not debase myself by putting myself in a silly ass costume so I i'll make my enforcers do that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah hire i'll a, hire a, a like a like yeah it, it's like a brand manager this is fair. my brand manager I... and, and of course the big final battle will be in the sewers naturally and croc will turn on zuko ushering in the brand new age of gotham crime the era yeah. of the super villain. you can even have a bit where you got them all like hannibal lectured up and you're taking him to arkham and you know we'll we'll get a great actor to play him we'll get like winston dukes or something and he'll be like all my life i lived in the freak show but here in arkham the freaks are running the show <laughs> <laughs> damn it something like that you know cool all right batman duo man yeah. multiverse and batman duo all right uh before we move on let's get into some super chats because i know that these that, that the folk are watching have their own ideas and they also want to uh, compliment people so here we go uh ryan craig i do care of owl since batman wants to turn over a new leaf introduce robin mm -hmm. having dick uh, helping him then dealing with the twist of being the gray son of robin Whoa. would be nuts for reeves to do yeah that'd be interesting using like introducing robin and also making it like you could be the thing they're building to destroy this place, but I'll mm. take you and own you, that kind of thing. There was a lot of conspiracy talk too about like, no, maybe what the Waynes and the Arkhams and the Maronis mm -hmm. were into even before the fact that the murder of the Waynes is still mysterious where they're like, we don't know, maybe it was a mob hit, maybe it was a mugging, maybe it was another thing. Yeah. Uh, Kingsport Cal, hello, Ash. Uh, always a treat to see you. Thank you. Uh, I hope Joel, Ethan, Ben, Tiffany, and Jowin are doing well. Uh, yeah. Comic Pop has meant a lot to me throughout the years. Thank you, Aww. man. Um, Aww. Yeah, I uh, I haven't talked to Jason in like a week or two, but I assume he's doing well. He's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he is asleep. <laughs> so he's doing well. <laughs> Thank you, BSR. Yeah, so. <laughs> Says the Batman versus Kite Man. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the Ballad of Kite Man has now become. I mean, thanks to the Harley Quinn show, Kite Man mm -hmm. has become a household name. Uh, and thanks to right? <laughs> uh, Tom King, he's been given like a whole backstory and like it's been it, it's uh, stranger things have happened. I think that they'd make a, a Kite Man show. Yeah, probably. Uh, Cal also says Batman sequel, Ten Nights of the Beast, done and done. Ooh. Yeah, Ten Nights of the Beast. You know, it's funny because like in the it's 90s, culturally the relevant now. Yeah, the Russians making yeah. a Superman. Yeah. All right. It'd be a great animated movie as well. Sort of in their standalone mm. universe right now. I like that. Where is that? Well, yeah, why they know, never got adapted? That's one of those things that like DC really dropped the ball on, where they were like, clearly we're, we're doing these animation adaptations, and then they went, oh no, uh, interconnected universe. Uh, oh why? no, uh, ad adaptations in the interconnected universe. Yeah. Uh, also, well, sometimes, the sometimes they're just worlds. not. Sometimes yeah, and oh, also not. just never mind. Yeah, and then <laughs> here's here's an animated adaptation, and it's not connected. Uh, we don't know. Sometimes Tennis they're based on video games and sometimes CW does their own that are actually pretty good. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And then sometimes they're like, you want Batman and Batgirl to kiss and we're all like, no, <laughs> no, no, we don't. Please no, Bruce, Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Azarello and Tim had a, like a special meeting where they were like, yeah. <laughs> we keep bringing on more writers to Cape Crusader to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, Phil, that catching the noon show in 40 minutes so I can't watch but want, wanted to drop in my support because the last back issues was great. Well, thank you, man. Oh, Appreciate it. Uh, Sombra Shadow uh, 001 I think the sequel story with the villain Anarchy would be great mm. he could agree with the Riddler's methods about dealing with corruption and start his own revolution while Gotham is in its weakened state Classic I hear what you're saying for, man. Uh, Tim and Steph oh yeah yeah come on i like get i like the deeper movie. villain cuts too i'm glad we finally got a riddler movie i'm in no rush to get a joker movie despite the fact they're like he's here he exists everyone and he's the creepy guy from eternals yeah great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is great in that movie Very love that actor. yeah he's a good actor yeah. Uh, Dr. J, screw the Robins. Let's have Bruce adopt an orphan, Cassandra Kane. She's connected oh. to some evil organization. You get father-daughter dies. Dri uh, vibes? Drives. Oh, drives. Uh, the idea, doing Cassandra's origin via No Man's Land and having that be the first Robin is mm. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love that. It'd be a hell of a bold declaration. That also means David Kane could be a villain and that could be your way into doing League of Assassins and Tally where it's like, oh, you thought that guy was bad. Yeah. And Lady Shiva. Oh, Lady Shiva. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That would be well, great too, because again, this Batman's just starting out and everything. So to have an actual Kung Fu master mm-hmm. be like, no, 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 no. Your, your suit makes you weak and clunky. Pressure point, pressure point. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cowboy says, RL, super R.L. Stein fan. I loved Hocus Pocus. Grew up on Nickelodeon Orange Couch. Mm. Can't wait for the new season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are we actually getting a new season yeah, of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I knew they were making a movie, Canadian which I watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Everybody is Canadian in that friggin' show. It's amazing. Okay, Zebo, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> the, mid- the Midnight Society. <laughs> I love those guys, man. Let me tell you. Uh, I hated that movie, but I really liked what they <laughs> I really liked that show. <laughs> As long as they bring back that cute guy with the glasses. My uh, my wife is a big fan of that. <laughs> uh, Cat Lawyer will defend for treats. Says, I could see Mayor's kid turning evil, leading to Batman taking in Dick to avoid the same fate. I assume mm. the kid is Dick. Uh, owl, uh, weren't the owls and Owlman grooming Dick to be a Talon? Yes. They were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Nick Lachlan. Uh, oh my God, Joel. What if Batman do introduces Two-Face? Hey. Again, there's another style play. We, we know there was a DA who's not the DA anymore. Actually, I... I was going to do Two-Face from a third one if I ever got a pitch for that. I had a whole thing for it. Oh, okay, great. Not Hush, not Tommy Elliott, who everyone is screaming about right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but there was a subtle reference to Hush in the movie with a guy named Elliot in big letters called Hush. Written yeah. <laughs> yeah, jeez. If they do Hush, will they have to eventually tell people what Hush is a reference to? Hush, little baby, that's that's what it's from. No, they won't say it, but what it'll be is over the dark title cards or the dark like WB oh. logo, you're, you'll hear the, the uh, chorus of tiny children. The, oh. With the little, yeah, with the kids' piano. The little oh, social yeah. network. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's happening. Um, really quick shout out to Jason, who mentions uh, that there was a tribute uh, video made for our channel. Thank you very much, Jason. Yes, I know. I've, I've seen it. I commented on it. You can see it. Uh, <laughs> now, here's the thing if they do do Hush, they should jump right to Heart of Hush. Yes. Because Catwoman is in that mm-hmm. story. And also, you can use the Nirvana song, Heart Shaped Box. Uh, <laughs> yes. No get more some more Nirvana. Nirvana song. Oh, more <laughs> slow Nirvana. <laughs> I'm I'm not the world's biggest Nirvana fan, so like changing it up in some way is like, oh yeah, like I liked that. So I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. I'm like, oh, it's Nirvana. Damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, RK says having No Man's Land as a sequel followed by a third movie where the reconstruction of Gotham is marred by the Court of mm. Owls as they try to reclaim power. Yeah, I feel like that's like a. It's too. I I'm I don't know if we want it to feel like a big damn saga like the Nolan trilogy kind mm-hmm. of was. I think, I think we're done with that or at the very least we did it already. Let's do something yeah. more episodic uh, where it's like, it's cause the Batman was done. Like when it was done, it's like, Oh, you're good. You don't yeah. need to, you could literally never make another Batman sequel after this and it's fine. Um, I like you yeah. mentioned the episodic nature because you're right, because TV is getting more like movies now and movies to compensate are getting more like television. Mm-hmm. The Batman was three hours. I felt like I binged an entire Netflix series. Exactly. While in the theater. Yeah. No, man. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, I've heard it feels very long. <laughs> I, see, I did not. I, I know. Uh, what was it? Our counterpart, Benny, the comic story was like, yeah, I got tired, like around like the mm-hmm. two and a half hour mark. And I was like, no, like at the <laughs> at the two hour and 50 minute mark, I was like, oh, my God, there's more movie movie here. I know. I, I almost got tired, but it kept reeling me back. Or I'm like, oh, that was a good reel. Oh, that was a good scene. Oh, I like what Alfred did with the cufflinks. That was nice. Yeah, now there's there's a lot. I, I had no problem with that movie uh, and its length. I love long movies. I'm like the kind of person who has come around. I used to love it. Now I'm kind of like, eh, about artificial intelligence from Steven mm. Spielberg. <laughs> uh, but people complained about the multiple endings, and I'm like, no, I like multiple endings. I'm like, yeah, keep it going. More movie. <laughs> <laughs> this, this thing was expensive to make and to go to. Get your money's worth. I mean, like, movies are, you know, like, oh, I spent $250 million, and it's like, what, for it to be a commercial for the next movie? No one mm. cares. Especially now in a day and age when movies are getting so much more expensive and getting out, you're literally rolling the dice and taking your life in your hands a lot of yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, make it worth my while. More movie, please. Yeah. I, I was going to say, if you don't like com- movies that are commercials for other movies, you must love what Marvel's doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, now it's kind of like, I, uh, like I, it's, been a, it's been a pretty rough time for Marvel uh, for me right now. I still enjoy them because I like where it's going. Mm-hmm. If I could even begin to guess 
but I do, uh, I do like them. I'm just kind of like, but embrace the fact you're making a movie. Like you now that you I have agree. a show mm. and you have a format for said shows, like you have a literal platform you invented just to just to have more longer movies. Use it and and, and embrace the movie format. Also embrace the mid budget movie. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Like, like there is no excuse. Like when because I don't know why now of all times like that horrible CG sequence in Black Widow is starting to make the rounds where, you know, Yelena like blows up, but it's, it's making the round. I see it everywhere. And I'm like, why it, we made fun of it a year or two ago, (laughs) but people are still talking about it. And I'm like that. There's no excuse for that movie to be $200 million outside of the fact that like, it takes place on a flying ship or base or whatever. But like a Black Widow movie shouldn't be $200 million. It should make $200 million. But it should only have been like sixty million dollars, and make it be on Madripoor, and have it be like really cool. It's yeah, it makes me wonder me. how much of that money goes into an actor like Scarlett Johansson's salary mm. for returning for her eight hundred and twenty-fifth Marvel movie when she was promised that she was getting a Black Widow movie a decade ago. Mm. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You want to know something funny about that Black Widow movie? I streamed it with someone who fell asleep halfway through, woke up later, and they're like, uh, "So when's the next episode of that come out?" L-O-L. Because <laughs> they thought it was a show. It was like literally, it's like, yeah, so this is like, because we had, had two other Marvel shows before. It's like, yeah, yeah, so we'll get like episode two of Black Widow next week, right? No, that's it, man. That's, that's so, the thing. Just she said, vague, I am yeah. not coming back. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Langley is here to say, uh, my idea is Mr. Freeze in this universe is a doc waging revenge for his sick wife by paralyzing people inside their own bodies mm. while still conscious. Yeah, that's horrific. Yeah, I wonder what this series is going to do with the idea of like meta humans and will we see the clay faces, the man bats, and the Mr. Freezes, or will they consider to not gel with this universe? I think I, we're going to get a lot of quote unquote street level villains. Oh, yeah. Some Mad Hatters and some Scarecrows. I feel like um, Matt Reeves doesn't want to do that, but mm-hmm. this universe still, I think, lends itself to that. I always pitched, there, there were two ideas I always had for. Um, palette cleanser movies between franchises. One was back when Predator wasn't owned by Marvel and it was like, <laughs> just make Batman versus Predator. Like, just yeah. make that movie. Like, you know, spend $80 million and just have it be like a slugfest. Like, just just the three comic books, make it into a movie. People will go, uh, freaking what? <laughs> but, but there'll be no question as to what universe it takes place in. Mm-hmm. None. It's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, or another one is like, just to have Clayface be the villain. Like, Clayface or Man Bat is, as the villain, so you can make you could make Matt Reeves as Batman fight Man Bat, and no one's gonna go fie. Matt Reeves might be like no, but the audience will go yeah okay. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Like, yeah, all right, dope. <laughs> Werewolf guy, I got it. I'm in. Like yeah, and that's all you need to do is, is like th- that. Once you set those villains up, then the sky's the limit. Then Superman could show up, or then he could still deal with Mad Hatter being like a creep, you know, and just being like some weird Saw movie. You know, you could still do all those things, but did uh. Did yeah. you guys ever see that movie Smoke and Aces? Mm-mm. I never saw Smoke and Aces, but I did hear a lot of good things. I still haven't seen it yet. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. It's about a bunch of colorful assassins with a bunch of gimmicks, not unlike Batman villains. And there is one guy, Alistair Soot, played by the Scottish guy from Sons of Anarchy and like a million other things. You know him because he has like an actual Glasgow smile in real life. That's like his real thing. And uh, he played a character who I shit you not was basically just golden age Clayface, And that is I kidnap people. And because I'm a great actor, I become them. I do molds of their face and everything. And I capture their voices so I can infiltrate things. And I'm like, yeah, I could see that kind of Clayface existing in this Matt Reeves universe. You know, oh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm a weird actor turned, you know, like moonlighting hitman. Versus yeah. like the amorphous blob and his uh, little daughter who's in love with Robin traipsing through town. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember that one. Oh, <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a gut punch of a show. That one. Yeah. <laughs> what an ending. I was like, no. Oh, yeah. That's still the best one from that season. <laughs> it's just that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Clayface uh, from Same. that animated show, though, where he's just a big friggin' weird, creepy blob that hates himself. And I you love could then... the, the Christmas episode where Batgirl fights him at the mall. Oh, yeah. Another <laughs> classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can still have Ron Perlman play him, and it's okay. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, right? Because he's an ageless being, Ron Perlman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Shady Sam, payday. So here's some bread. Thank you very much, Shady. We really appreciate it, man. Uh, mostly, I just want an on-screen Robin that the dynamic 
proper and see that dynamic properly explored in live yeah, action, right? right? Mm-hmm. Ma- Ma- Batman making his own family after losing his parents is one of the most beautiful parts of the Batman myth. It really mm-hmm. is. I agree with that. Yeah. And it is untapped. arguably his his only redeeming quality and coping <laughs> mechanism and his his greatest success is Dick Grayson. So let us see and, it. <laughs> and especially in a movie like this, you know, that tried so very hard to interrogate the idea of not only Batman, but vigilantism in general mm-hmm. to the point where they almost do too good a job by the end of the movie where it's like well if i was a sane person i'd just stop being batman altogether <laughs> yeah but no i need to be a better more inspiring type of batman I, I i also like this and you probably heard it too you know the the constant back and forth on twitter where it's like well why why doesn't batman just uh, put his money into charitable endeavors well as we've seen in this movie charitable endeavors can actually be corrupted very easily and are yeah. a great place to wash dirty money actually yeah <laughs> well also because it's a comic book so and also do that. we want it to be bruce wayne's checking account or yeah. do we want to see him punch a bad guy yeah, yeah. chip zadarsky made a comic about it uh apropos of the twitter uh discussion about that where it's like it would be the most boring comic book ever and so he does this like this comic of Batman or Bruce Wayne in the study. And like, instead of a bat crashing through the window, it's just like a note that says, you know, give money to charitable foundations and like fund the police department and stuff. And he's like, okay, I will. And then it's like, he's reading a comic book and it's like the most boring comic book ever made. Pretty much. Cause we're still making stories and trying to make drama here. Where's the drama in that? Come on. Uh, that's, that's like an indie series where it's like, you want to talk about subversive takes on Superman? What if Superman fucking killed people? Yeah. What if Batman just used his money for legitimate philanthropy? Okay. That's your independent series. Like, do that absolutely but don't ruin batman with that (laughs) speaking of superman if i may steal an idea too from my other co-host matt because i thought this just just the image alone was really awesome we have a batman in this universe who is trying to learn to be inspiring to learn that you know justice doesn't have to come from the dark what a what a stinger if at the end of that second movie he sees a guy on a rooftop superman shirt jeans he's got the little cape because he's the new 52 superman who is also just starting out he's yeah. he can only leap tall buildings he cannot fly yet doesn't have the lasers he's just super strong and batman looks at him and goes did your mom make that s for you yes actually yes she did yes Thank my you. mom did make it for me yes. <laughs> he's like oh oh okay what want to be friends want to be the world's finest i thought you'd never ask <laughs> They're never going to do that. I know they're not. And that's a sh- Yeah, God forbid Batman and Superman should be friends in something, right? I, I've been yelling about that for years. God forbid they should like each other's company and be like, well, you know, you you represent the things I don't have and you have the things I don't have. Yeah. Uh, Meow Nian, uh, Batman versus Child Protective Services. I'm serious. No, uh, I think Dick showed up. If he showed up at school with bruises from crime fighting, it would create tension there. Sounds Ooh. awful, but uh, possible obstacles for Bruce to overcome. There's a comic about that. There is a also, have you that. ever been to an elementary school? Like, kids are fully covered in bruises all the time. <laughs> yeah, always Usually falling from, down. Them, from, from their peers. Joel and I were raised in the woods. Like, Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Go yeah. outside and don't pass away. Come back for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. My, uh, I, I, there's a, there's a comic where, like, Jason Todd died. And then Child Protectors was like, where did he die? Yeah. What humana, did you humana, do? Humana. Did you did you kill him? You know, that kind of thing. It's actually really like neat how they have explored that. So <clears throat> I had, uh, I had one pitch that I abandoned cause it was just too friggin' miserable. <laughs> oh, do tell. Now I was, I was literally like, okay, so, uh, <sighs> Gotham is in disarray because of the flooding and everything. Uh, the government starts investigating Gotham. Okay, yeah, Gotham's under heavy construction and it's slow going. Uh, the U.S. government's threatening to pull its aid because mm. there is an investigation pending that it's not being used for proper rebuilding. That it's yeah. being that Gotham is too corrupt. Um, I like it. Batman pushes himself to the brink of exhaustion, trying to help and fix Gotham and stem the rising tide of of crime. Meanwhile, there's this really charismatic uh, clergyman named Deacon Blackfire. Hey! Hey! That's all we're doing the cult. Right, sets up a mission there. Uh, he sets up got a shop in Gotham uh, with displaced people during the recovery efforts. He usually does stuff overseas, but he finds that Gotham's a really great place uh, just here in his own country. <clears throat> um, Batman is quicker to anger and he's uh, shorter with Alfred and Gordon and uh, his, his efforts to help have been uh, just, just weaker and weaker. So he's uh, noticeably getting bigger and bigger every time he interacts with Batman and Alfred Batman's reliance on this drug he used to help him out of the Riddler fiasco called venom has grown into an addiction. 
Uh, meanwhile, homeless people are starting to disappear, which is less noticeable than usual amid the reconstruction efforts, mm -hmm. uh, which Batman does investigate and is captured by the Blackfire zealots and disappears into the underground and is tortured and such. And it's, I'm like, no, no. And then Batman goes through like detox while he's being like indoctrinated by Deacon Blackfire that engenders him to Blackfire, but blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I hate that. It's so miserable. I don't want to want to do that. I mean, I'm kind of on board. I mean, the first one's pretty damn dark and serious. You just got to save it at the end. You just got to have that torch moment at the end yeah. to have it all yeah. work out. Right. Uh, also, uh, the Joker gang is the sons of Batman. Like they, oh. that gang that's in the beginning of the movie, they become the sons of Batman. They're oh, inspired like in the worst way. Oh, oh, I like that too. Cause the first movie plays with that idea with Batman being like, oh no, my message of vengeance is really being abduct adopted by these friggin' internet incels there yes. who think we're on the same page. I don't like that. Oh, I like the sons of Batman. I, yeah, man, we came to save you. Exactly. We saw what you did in Gotham. And like, we saw like how, how effective that was with Riddler's gang of, of, of people, of incels from the internet who freaking mm. put up costumes. So now, let's do this and it's just like oh crap we're, we're the, the bat percenters we shave our heads yeah uh but that was too miserable for me so i was like okay well how about just court of owls um and then it was just court of owls is literally just you take the comic and you just change it where it's sandwiched between reconstruction mm. where it's like gotham's being rebuilt the court of owls are like this is the time like this this is our time now like we uh alfred's distrust in gordon is also a major factor because like they used a lot of earth one and i like the idea of like, yeah, because yeah. there's no robin it's like you got to use something you got to have some kind of like help and this alfred is like you know he was a security force he wasn't really a butler uh but his distrust of gordon should be palpable because it's a fun like undercurrent in the earth one universe like, like who's, who's your real father figure exactly uh lincoln march comes in to undermine mayor Rayal's efforts mm. uh because because of the uh that i'm i'm reusing the like idea i had before where it's like the u.s government is still gonna pull their funding because things are corrupt uh Rayal, i think was like a wide-eyed optimist in this movie in the previous movie where she's like yeah i'm just gonna go up there i'm gonna tell them to yeah yeah she was like i'm gonna go up to like the the gotham people and tell them to, to chill out and then she gets shot and she's like fuck this and i'm like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i like that she's trying to disprove the riddler's paranoia and conspiracy theories that not all politicians are corrupt and get yeah, shot for i it. get shot for it uh, so Batman's starting to distrust her and Lincoln March comes on the scene and he's this young, bright idealist uh, who looks a lot like a rich white guy that, Br that Bruce Wayne would find recognizable. And, you know, obviously Ms. Real is like a person of color and she's like from a different part of Gotham. And like, you know, so it it creates this thing where he's like, he he finds himself immediately trusting Lincoln March and distrusting Real because Real is like trying to do the right thing and but but she's still under investigation and right. you know uh, correlation does not equal causation but he's like still learning all that shit and so he's yes. just like yeah no lincoln march maybe he's the guy to go with and it's like obviously he's a puppet created by the court of owls to infiltrate the political spectrum because grayal is actually not corrupt and so it's like we got to penetrate the but the, we're going the world to corrupt of, her and induct her into the court well, of owls well no we just we need to replace her we need to undermine her mm. like we've created this undercurrent of like distrust of her and her stuff and uh, so we've and we've created this new replacement for her in the form of Lincoln March. Um, Batman goes and investigates it. All the stuff with the Waynes is still there, but because of the implication of the Waynes in the per first movie, we can still reuse all that stuff and like the Waynes connection with the Court of Owls and uh, the Arkham's and all that stuff. Um, but we change it with a little twist where uh, the Arkham's are involved with the Court of Owls, or at the very least, they were. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how Arkham gets built so so quickly and why it's so gothic and crazy because it's made by these like eyes wide shot cultists and stuff. Is, is the maze under the asylum in the this maze version? under the asylum? Yeah. Uh, but we get this whole thing. We get the whole sequence. Use the whole thing where it's like uh, he gets he goes into the base. You know, he finds all the roosts or nests. Uh, then he goes into the sewers and he gets taken by a talon. He gets put in the maze. We do the whole maze sequence. It's super fun and cool. He finds his way out. Meanwhile, Gordon is still trying to find Batman. He's, you know, burning out the light on the signal. Alfred's weighing on whether he should call Gordon, you know, because he's missing. And he's like, no, nah, I don't trust him, though. And that's why he doesn't call Gordon. And Gordon doesn't know who Batman is. Um, Batman ultimately frees himself. He gets out. He finds Alfred. Uh, they have an, they have a terse argument where Batman's like, you haven't told me everything. We haven't kind of like retread. Mm. Alfred hits Bruce and knocks out a tooth. Ah, the court of owl symbol uh, is in there you don't understand your mother was like many things and she she loved you but she you know but her she she couldn't control 
the the world that she was in, you were going to be a Talon for the Court mm, of Owls. So it's like the Dick Grayson scene, but it's him instead. So kind of like more every great family of Gotham for hundreds of years has offered up their firstborn son. Exactly. I'm Andy Circus. Right. <laughs> I'm Andy Circus. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously, Lincoln March is the Talon that's been dogging everybody and being the problem. Uh, maybe we do the Electrium. Maybe we just say that now he's just a Talon, and we. Kind of like Rachel Gula from friggin' what's it called? Uh, Batman Begins, where we implied, are the Talons immortal or are they just... It's all know, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, or are they just wearing these cool suits that Batman made? Maybe that's where Batman got the idea or at least got the, the tech for the suit. Um, the the owls... Uh, oh, that's right. No, and then they do have owls. I wanted it to be supernatural where it's like, no, and then there's owls. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's ones. owls, there's bats, it's fine. Yeah, they send, they send the Talons to, to Wayne Manor uh, and, uh, you know, we have a whole fight you know, in the cave, get the hell out of my cave. Uh, Batman is a sweet suit that like maybe Alfred made for him. And it's just, this is court of owls, but it's just a movie and it's really self-contained. It's just, it's just like fun and cool. It doesn't set up much except for like playing in the world of the ruined Gotham and implying a larger universe while also not dragging out the court of owls because the court of owls for me only exists in one story and then has <laughs> never ever been good and dimin- diminishing returns every time after yeah so like no they were a thing they had existed they thought this was the time to shine they picked the wrong time because batman exists they're smacked down hard and then they all kill themselves at the end because that's how the book ends like that's and like they all did like that was the court of owls the court of owls like was like we're gonna we're gonna use this as an opportunity to grab all of gotham we failed this is us. This is everybody. There's not like a secret. There's no Emperor Owl or whatever the <laughs> hell they did. It's just that, you know. I oh, like how uh, much Gordon you've included because I thought that was one of the best, like casting totally. choices. Is Jeffrey Very. Wright? So why yeah. would you? Why would you oh, waste great. him on that casting? Yeah, show? and I really wanted to have there be like so Batman's getting attacked by the Talons and there being like a like a subplot where the like Gordon has to deal with gotham as well as opposed to because like in the in the book it's the it's the um it's the bat family yeah. but there is no bat family so instead it's just gordon and the gcpd we establish more uh people that gordon can trust maybe renee montoya finally makes an appearance hey. in this movie bullet christmas allen all those bullet, yeah good gotham central characters right like characters that maybe could really like headline a show about gotham central. and have spin-off potential yeah exactly uh, and I don't know what that undercurrent would be. Maybe uh, you introduce another villain that like is a puppet of the Court of Owls that like is a secondary Batman villain who's like got goons or 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 some kind of like problem. I don't know. I, I hadn't had that part worked out, but that's like B plot where it's like they, Gordon has a whole story that he's dealing with, and it it cements him as commissioner at the end, of course, because like naturally, and that no, let's part. let's not waste any friggin' time. I, I like that a lot. I, I, I actually, even... I have to go now, guys. I'm so, okay. so oh, sorry, sorry, but I just wanted to like, like stick around, let them wrap up. But thank you for having thank you. me. Always but a pleasure. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to check out the description below this video and check out Cash- Ashley's Kickstarter, everybody. Thank you. Please thank do. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I, I really like that idea, Sal. And in fact, I would say you could even fuse the cult idea and the Court of Owls idea with one tiny little reskin. And you know what that would be? Yeah. It's not the Court of Owls. It's not Deacon Blackfire. It's the Church of St. Dumas. There you go. I know a lot of people want to see St. Dumas. The Church, so, of Saint, yeah. Church, of, Church of St. Dumas has come to Gotham. They're trying to like help the homeless people and do outreach. But of course, what they're really doing is building their network. And they're like, and when the city is reborn, it will be a city under St. Dumas. Yeah. And, we, and we have our champion here. You just totally rip off Curse of White Knight. Oh, yeah. he, he, here's our guy, our head of security, John Paul Valley. He yeah. came back from the war a little messed up and everything. You, you will be our champion. You will be our Batman in this brand new yeah. order. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, if you made Asriel the anti-Batman that Gordon has to fight while mm-hmm. Batman is defending his own home from the owls and the yeah. talons, that is pretty friggin' cool. <laughs> it would, again, uh, to, to totally say an idea I had for my third one, this is where you introduce young upstart D.A. Harvey Dent who gets burned by Asriel's flaming sword and that's why he becomes Two-Face. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. I I, I don't know. If I, like, I, I would like to think that uh, Harvey Dent's already been Two-Face in this universe. Right. Because so, we yeah. are on like year two. 
right? Because we're on year two. A lot could happen. Joker happened, I guess. Apparently. Although it's like, it happened, but is he just a regular crazy guy? Has he not taken an acid bath yet? They make a good point not to show the color of his hair or his face. No, it's true. But his face does have like weird bumps on it. Like he is like, he is messed up. I think it's that, I think it's more like, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Telltale Games, where it's like, he's Joker, but he hasn't picked that name yet. Mm, I like the Telltale Games a lot. I think they do a lot of great work with Joker, actually. Yeah. Uh, Tom Coley says, Batman the Cult, seeing Blackfire for the first time would give them a great opportunity to just put a spin on that character. Grundy, too? Uh, yeah, be neat. I mean, listen, if you wanted to make Blackfire formidable, you could have Grundy be the agent of Deacon Blackfire, uh, yeah. which would be kind of cool. Yeah, because you need a big, strong guy, because Riddler was all about challenging him mentally. You need a yeah. villain who can challenge him physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be senior uh, or SR. A possible third movie adapting A Serious House on Serious Earth, set up by the Batman sequel and the Arkham spinoff show that is being made. Sure seems like they want to go that way because they make a point of like, Riddler does not die. Joker is already here. We're putting all uh, all of them in the asylum. I'll be honest, man. I, I just do Ash, do do arkham asylum a serious house and serious as a, as a show like yeah. just do that like or uh those fun arkham tapes that were in the uh first game those, those are good <laughs> even arkham hell on earth i think you could probably yes. adapt into a pretty solid tv show because it's about you know great white and everything and just a regular person coming out the other end of the asylum all fucked up totally uh kingsport cal batman venom i mean it's right there mm. oh i know it's right there yeah i i feel like batman venom you know, that's why that's why I like lumped cult and venom. They're both really like dark. They're both yes. really dour and they both uh, deal with Bruce like being broken down and yeah, being yeah. like and, and having to find himself again. It also means, I was like, oh, that that's thematically relevant. You could put that together. It also means maybe you could do a good version of Bane later. Yeah. Uh, Shane Wister Wirestek says Court of Owls is with Bane is the enforcer to break the bat. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like Bane should be as an enforcer that's that's very batman and robin also very uh dark knight rises it's been done no more bane is a henchman yeah bane should just show up if you're gonna do a bane uh nathan's fast talk food reviews says clue master and hush (laughs) as riddler copycats like zodiac killer that's fun little close to riddler in fact there was a point in the batman where i almost thought oh no is riddler gonna be revealed to be tommy elliott are they inversing hush on me yeah well a lot of people were like oh this is just hush and i'm like you mean the bad animated movie yeah that's not the book yeah the bad animated movie that bastardizes the comic yeah uh, Nick can't snipe. Bat's trying to end the collateral-filled turf war between Croc and Black Mask. One, Black Mask, one of the collaterals being the Flying Graysons. Mm. Bruce takes in Dick because his failure and also to ensure he doesn't become like Bruce. Yeah. That's a lot what I was thinking. Yeah, I like right? the idea of Killer Croc being in the Haley Circus freak show. So he, like, knew the Graysons, and maybe he cuts their line to ingratiate himself to Zuko and everything. Totally, totally. Storm King, I may be hoping against hope, but Batman versus Predator would be amazing and simple. It could be, it could show how he handles a situation that's bigger than him without the intervention of Superman. Mm. I agree, they're never going to be able to do that, but I want that so bad because I'm just hope because Batman versus Predator is the third best Predator movie ever made. <laughs> uh, Tevius says, "What about Mr. Bloom? Mr. Bloom is an interesting idea. He's a little too supernatural, a little bit, but for now." Could- yeah, exactly. Again, we don't know where this series is going. This first one was grounded, but that's not to say that they won't get more and more fantastical as they go on. In fact, I hope they do, because that's like a nice little thing where it's like, no, I started as Vengeance, I ended as the Cape Crusader. Exactly. It's like, uh, it's it's kind of like New Frontier. Yeah. When Batman started out as a scary Avenger, and then when he got Robin, he's like, I... I don't want to frighten children. And there's a lot of that in the movie too, isn't it? You know, I don't want to be all about fear. I want to be able to inspire, and you know, Batman being a rallying cry for justice in Gotham. Right. Matthew Terlaga. If they do make a sequel to the Batman, do you think it will be possible for them to do a realistic take on ventriloquist or baby doll? <laughs> I know Tiffany pitched baby doll when we did the, our review of it last oh, week. Oh, did she? I got it. She see was that. like, I want baby doll, but like, maybe that's too weird. I don't know. Uh, Get she weird also with like, it. <laughs> yeah. And professor pig, of course, but uh, professor pig would be very easy. Actually. Works get, in this universe that'd be get, take two yeah no time get get oscar isaac on that he can be professor pig we got a handsome actor ugly him up which they did with colin farrell yeah. and just have him be like our oh, pig is perfect pig is beautiful oh, my dog's yeah. Uh, yeah that'd be great this is buffalo bill one. yeah i love ventriloquist as a character especially he's a concept i like a lot i love the idea and i think we've pitched this before where it's like especially in a world where 
like Gotham's criminal underworld is being supplanted by like clowns. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of fun to be like, we got a new player. He's worse than the Falcons. And it's like, it's it's Scarface and everyone's talking about him. And then it's like, it's a fucking puppet. <laughs> hey, Batman, look at me. Batman's like, this is the end. Like, this is the end of organized crime in Gotham is like, yep. because it's a gut. This is what my life is now. This is this is the death. I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life, aren't I? Right. Hey, you have Scarface do the long Halloween speech. Ah, right, you know, in this city, you know, no one takes you seriously anymore unless you have a colorful gimmick or a you know costume. Yeah. Right. He's like, and he just punches uh, <laughs> Wesker. Wesker's head off. Yeah. Uh, Milkman, Batman, Venom. Batman uses a prototype of Venom to keep up with the crime in the flood of Gotham and becomes addicted. Mm. Yep. Solid that was pitch. in the movie. It's it's. I think that's I think that's a, a natural progression. No, let's talk about Batman and drugs. It's funny. This PG-13 Batman, they got one fucking, they got to be a little sexier, a little more murdery, but they could not use the name of real drugs. They had to create fake drugs called drops to get around that because that would have pushed them to R. And that's I so love weird. that that's the thing that would have pushed them. Like now, if Batman is dealing with real heroin or real Molly, then that's very naughty for the children who will be bored in this movie anyway. Well, also everyone who made this movie is also on drugs. And it's like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. <laughs> uh, so anyway dr j says <laughs> allegedly dr j says here's an idea for the penguin and it's possible catwoman show introduce the other gangs like black mask killer croc could be mutated kid from the flood and, and mm. anarchy yeah i mean like you, you're gonna have to use characters in that penguin show that yeah. you're never gonna put in the movie uh, again, my other co-host, Matt, had a good pitch. Make the Warriors. Batman goes into the city, the flooded part of the city, to find this Robin kid to teach him parkour. Penguin puts out a bounty on both their heads, and we get all the colorful Gotham gangs who chase them from one end of the city to the other all in one night. Such a great idea. That's a that's a solid fucking movie. That's a movie that you could still make only like two and a half hours long, and it's friggin' dope, but it's just really self-contained. It's like Assault on Precinct 15 or fucking Absolutely. or 13 or, uh, or yeah, 100 Block or whatever you, you get really like deep cuts with it too like the whisper gang and the low boys and the neon demon biker gang uh, yes that'd be so cool just every gotham gang you can think of you put in there the you put in there the flying tiger triad and like all yeah. things that were from no man's land exactly you could still do like the jokers and stuff and have it be like a footnote or a weird thing where you're like oh shit like it, it, implying bigger things but we're not going to do that yet you could put the sons of bat like the sons of yes, batman, batman. come to help yeah. And like, uh, and like Batman and Robin are with them for a bit. And Batman are like, I don't like these guys. I don't think these guys are cool. Yeah. Well, you could, you could then have like the, the power grid come down and Batman gets horses and you have dark. Knight. Oh Returns my God. Batman. Yes. Batman on Robin on horses. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. What a cool ass image. Dude. Fucking uh, they, they, Batman joins the oh. sons of bat. Here's a go. Uh, that happens, right? It's the warriors. It's these gangs. Uh, Batman is like chased. Like, they're, they're followed by one particular group. It's much smaller than all the other groups. Mm. Uh, we reveal it's the sons of Batman, and they've been and like that. So Batman's like, okay, screw it. We're working with these guys. Yeah, like I need because it, it, and it's kind of like uh, War Jokes and Riddles, where it's like I have to pick a side. Yeah, like I, I can't not. It's only the two of us. They join the sons of Batman. He discovers that they've been killing the gangs. Yeah, recruiting the them. So the sons of Batman's been getting bigger and bigger and mm. bigger. And then finally it's at the end and they're like, this is our chance. Like now we can raise Gotham. Batman's like, no. Or or again, you do the Riddler thing. You give them like some neo-fascist talking points. Like, yeah, now we're going to clean the filth. Right, Batman? Uh, What do you mean by, you you, you mean fight crime and corruption? Nah, clean the subhumans. Okay, nope, nope. You lost me. No, but you get that moment at the end of DKR where it's like, or the end of that one issue where he's just like, you know, they're on the pile. They got their torches. Batman shows up on horseback and he takes the gun. These are the weapon to the enemy we will not use it yes uh michael manhattan batman gothic gothic or batman versus anarchy a lot of people are drawing the anarchy connection i know that's he, like a thing he fit in this universe i think like he's he was a guy who was in the flood and now he's got the mask and he's yeah. recruiting people batman gothic is i think is it's too much i was thinking about batman gothic i, I promise you and i was like i think it's too weird I think it's too creepy, mm. um, but that'd be really cool anyway. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's not as supernatural as I thought it was. Cam, uh, it'd be cool if they tackled uh, a new genre, a Mission Impossible type film mm. where he takes on international terrorist Rachel Ghoul. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, doing a different theme would be or a different tone would be really cool. Because the first one was very clearly horror. There's a lot of Zodiac in there, a lot of Seven. Yeah, no, they're using ideas and and concepts from other movies 
let's do that again. That's why I'm saying do Road Warrior for the next one in the flooded city. It's post-apocalyptic Batman, but just in one part of town. Exactly. Uh, Meow Nian, less from me, Clayface, but more like Chameleon, an actor who goes too far, Method, and ends up scarred and changes his face to murder his mm. victims. This has probably been done multiple times. I don't know. Uh, Very golden age Clayface is what Exactly. Is. I don't know if it has been done multiple times. That's still an idea, and I think they're definitely going to be toying with it. It also fits with this darker, more horror-themed Batman, where it's like, yeah, I am literally, you know, Boris Karloff. I'm a Boris Karloff character. Exactly. Uh, young Goku over 9000. Hey, guys, got to catch the repeat. I don't know if you mentioned this, but it'd be great to see Dick Grayson or any Bat fan member. feels like that would be the natural way of creating an organic spinoff. Nightwing, please and thanks, Lol. Yeah, yeah you were. Uh, you will be happy about the beginning of the show. <laughs> we all got sidekick fever. Herschel, uh, Hers- Hershey Venkatresh says heart of ice, but it culminates in Bruce actually helping Freeze save, face, save Nora. Actual main antagonist is Deathstroke, who has a contract to kill Freeze with Daggett Pharma for eh, evil pharma reasons. Christoph Waltz is Freeze. He'd oh, yeah, I've been pitching Waltz forever for Freeze. Again, if they did it, I'd want them to do it, you know, like in the suit. I'd want them to, you know, spare no expense with it. It's true. Uh, anarchic arachnid i'd throw a twist in the court of owl storyline where you introduce the idea of the pale man as this figure in gotham lore mm. that'd be a cool idea yeah bringing up the pale man would be interesting it'd be smart to like do that as, to establish that ahead of time you see like graffiti and shit yeah exactly uh, oh how have we not mentioned just like the red hood gang that would be something like they're preying on the citizens of flooded gotham and they're like yeah put on this mask be part of something more right uh cameron f court of owls uh catch on the repeat well you'll be happy to see what happens uh, Luke Verillo, a gang war erupts between Cobblepot and either Black Mask or Rupert Thorne. Bobsters start dying on both sides, but no one's claiming responsibility. Nah. And Phantasm, <laughs> who's targeting mobsters from a case in Batman's Bruce's past. Yeah, Mask of the Phantasm is easily one of the best Batman movies of all time. The concept is great. It's solid. It's cheap. And it works. Like, and I want to say cheap, I mean, not as expensive. You could do Phantasm, or you could do Grim Reaper, the character that Phantasm is based on. Grim Reaper sucks I so know. much. The Reaper sucks. <laughs> uh, he's so lame. Uh, St. Lucia, uh, we need more Catwoman in these pitches. Yeah, you're right. But I'm almost certain she's going to go and start her own franchise over there. Right? Like, you could tell halfway through making that movie, they're like, oh, yeah, she's a star. Oh, yeah, we're going to make a bunch of Catwoman movies just for her. Yeah. Their, their, their chemistry, though, was great. It really I, was. I want more. It was Press 84, if the Arkham show does build up the villains, a combo of Nightfall and Venom would be cool. Story about addictions and men they destroy. Maybe throw in Robin as the reason for versus Detox. Mm. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I have something to live for, something to fight for. I need to be strong for this kid. Yeah. I need to be an inspiration and a hero. Exactly. Luke Verillo, more money for you guys. Thanks, man. Uh, I haven't caught live in a while. Any thoughts about... Uh, Robin, uh, I like the idea of co-opting the Sons of Batman to create a We Are Robin style uh. network of eyes and ears. That could be how you end that other pitch we had with the, you know, where the Sons of Batman, it's the Warriors, but it's Batman. Yeah, Batman, uh, I I need to take a role in the lives of these orphan children all over Gotham. I need to be like, you know, l- like a Dickensian Fagin, but like a better version of it. Yeah. You know, like Batman is friend to children everywhere. <laughs> Batman is the defender of children everywhere. Such a weird idea. Nick can't snipe. Bruce tries to provide Dick a new home and help the city, but his money is well not used in the right way. Meanwhile, Bats gets attacked by Talons. Okay. Again, a lot of love for the Talons. A lot of love for Court of Owls. The social club. I've always wanted to see Mr. Freeze grounded. Maybe uh, paralytics instead of an actual ice. Uh, Tom King's Cold Days is a good starting point. Yeah, Cold Days is good. Or or just make him the Iceman famous hitman serial killer just do that like yeah i kill them and then i throw them in like freezers and shit exactly because it stops with decomp and it makes it harder to find totally Stuart flowers does the batman take place during the third year since they said it's been two years wouldn't he be on his third year yes i see i've been saying that forever but everybody was like no it's year two and i'm like i'm not gonna argue with everybody every time because i don't want to because the comments are usually like wrong i haven't Mm. thought about what you said but you're still wrong because i heard it from my favorite youtuber it was two million subs yeah. cool like, thanks like, likewise people say oh riddler didn't know who bruce wayne was I'm like yeah he just said it a lot <laughs> yeah uh milkman uh not only does batman have to learn how to be bruce wayne but also matches malone Ooh. love that yeah yeah we need matches uh cowboy barbara gordon as robin deathstroke as batman <laughs> i don't know what that means yeah, everyone uh, really wants Deathstroke to be in here too because that was he's apparently not a Batman the, villain. No, because but apparently that was the original pitch with uh, Mangiginellanana. Yeah, with friggin' Ben Affleck. Yeah, way in, back in the when. Snyderverse, that makes a lot of sense. And this, 
We can it move on and actually make a Batman movie. About Batman villains. Isn't that nice? Aaron Jefferson, I feel like Two-Face would be the perfect sequel villain. I mean, he's always, I mean, two, it's right? Two. <laughs> Uh, and James helping us out. Thanks a lot, James. It, it feels like there's a lot of places they could still go with Two-Face because obviously, you know, even in Dark Knight, he was like only a villain in the last like half of the movie. Right? No, that that was such a waste, man. I got to tell you, like setting up Two-Face and then having him get scarred, I was like, okay. But then he's a villain at the end. I'm like, oh. And then they kill him. And I'm like, oh my God. And, and Aaron Eckhart is so good too. Yeah, what a complete waste. And I love how people were like, hey, maybe he didn't die. And Aaron Eckhart's like, hey, maybe he didn't die. And Nolan's like, no, he died. He definitely it's did. It's over. It's like, cool. You he, couldn't you couldn't unmake that mistake, huh? That I, you literally could easily. I've been showing a lot of love for the Culkin family. I cast uh, Kieran Culkin as my Mad Hatter because he's so wonderfully yeah. creepy. Macaulay Culkin is Harvey Dent. Oh, okay. He's still working. He was in Righteous Gemstones just recently, and he's really goddamn good. That's true. That's true. You're right. Yeah, mess up half of his face. Like, hey, hey, Macaulay Culkin, do you, do you have a dark side that you could show? Oh, do I? Do I ever? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anarchic Arachnid, I expressed this in reviews comments. I think we should skip Grayson and go straight for a Robin-type group run by Tim and maybe Duke. Uh, possibly have mm. Jason run Red Hood Gang from the start. Oh. Jason being in or running the Red Hood Gang is an interesting twist on that character. It is. And I like that. Like, he's a junior member. Like, he's running around. And like, almost like that kid in the Halloween game that's like, time to make your bones. Time to punch this random street guy. Exactly. Earn, earn your Red Hood. Uh, Jack Rudy, I think uh, it would be interesting to build up to Joker for a later movie so they can do Arkham Asylum for the third movie once they build other villains. Oh, they got it. I don't think they're in any rush to do the Joker. I think they've learned from Marvel. Oh, you don't use your biggest villain right away. Oh, you build up to your big villain like three, four movies in. Exactly. Uh, and uh, Nick Smith uh, or Smythe do Phantasm where she goes after Red Hood Gang. That's the only good way you bring in Joker. Also, I do really want to see Manganiello as Deathstroke. He's great as Deathstroke. I'm just saying he's not a Batman villain. I mean, give him his own Deathstroke movie is just yeah. People watch it. There's a yeah. cartoon. People like that. Uh, Amazing Andy, I'd say have Robin story impaled like Batman. The same thing as Batman's Rogues Gallery. You mean impaled or implied? I think implied. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh no, you want Robin impaled? Oh no. <laughs> right. Like Robin's there. There's or or the very least, like something happens to the Graysons. We get it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, that was a good thing about the Batman too. It's like here's Batman. Him and Gordon are friends. They have the signal. Everything you think <laughs> you know about Batman exists and is true in the first five minutes of this movie. Exactly. Exactly. Uh well, that's it. That's oh, uh, and James says, "Hey guys, thanks for the show each week. I love hearing your ideas and staying positive with everything Aww. going on. Got to go back to work. We'll get back to work, man. Thanks for hanging out with we'll us. Try our best. Thank you. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for hanging out with us and being with us and uh, watching our shows. Thank you very much to Ashley Victoria Robinson for being yeah. a special guest on today's episode and for her great idea of cracking open the multiverse and making it. That was the most outlandish. It was the most very. like swinging for the fences. I really, really respect it. I was worried hers and mine were going to be way too close because I know we both really like, wanted Robin. 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 <laughs> oh no, no i'm gonna have to really fight for this one <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. no it turns out totally different tone tonal yep. pitches i'm thrilled we got that uh but thank you all so much for hanging out with us don't forget if you want to watch more of this show subscribe to the channel click the bell for notifications uh and uh, you'll get notif notified hey want to meet us live come to the joe kubert school of art on march 26th at 2 p.m uh come earlier and you can hang out at dewey's comic city the comic book store downstairs and you can buy comics and come up to watch the show and then hang out with us, buy some merch, or hang out and get some stuff signed, and then go right back downstairs and reshop for comic books. Oh, uh, yeah. Please join us over at uh, Joe Kubert School of Art in Dover, New Jersey, on March 26th at 2 p.m. Uh, to meet the whole gang of Comic Pop, and we'll see you guys there. Uh, Cam Bowen says, "Last minute money." Thanks a lot, Cam. Really, mm -hmm. we we do appreciate the last minute, uh, just under the wire moment. Uh, <laughs> last minute money is the best money. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but thank you all so much for hanging out with us. And we'll see you guys next time. Oh, don't forget to visit more of Cape Joel at youtube.com slash Cape Joel. Thank you so much. Uh, and that's it. We'll see you guys then. So long. Bye-bye.